Put on your hard hat and buckle up that tool belt. It's time for some heavy-duty conversation about all things construction. Welcome to Tommy's Toolbox, the podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Whitehead. I'm also the CEO of Tomco Solutions, a full-service building contractor based right here in Tampa, Florida. Doors and windows, kitchens and baths, remodels for executives and investors alike, and full-service disaster mitigation and storm restoration. My company, Tomco Solution, does it all. Find out more about us at TomcoSolutions.com. I started this podcast, Tommy's Toolbox, because I'm more than just an accomplished contractor. I'm a forever student of all things construction. I always want to learn more, and I thought I'd share my natural curiosities and learnings with you. So thank you for joining me. Today, I'm very happy to be sitting with Jack Terrell, the co-founder and COO of Koi Energy, to discuss enhancing some home efficiencies and resiliencies with solar power and other innovative solutions. Welcome, Jack. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Tommy. I that's, appreciate it. That's awesome. So solar energy is very exciting. Renewable energy is exciting. Efficiencies are exciting. And I'm glad that we have you here to talk about it because we are in the sunshine state. So this is a this is a really big topic. It comes up with my clients all the time in renovations. Hey, do you know somebody that does a solar? Hey, how can we make our home more efficient? So I'm really, really pleased that you were able to join us today to share some information with our listeners. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah, that's great. So I would like you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? Yeah, so I'm from New Jersey originally. Okay. I uh, came down to Tampa about eight years ago for school. Went to University of Tampa right down the road here all and right. stuck after to work full time and just saw this the growth in Tampa, and that's what kind of drew me into staying and becoming part of the community. Got it. Did you fall in love with the sunshine? Loved it. Maybe that maybe yeah. that guided your career a little bit. Yeah, being able to go to the beach twelve months out of the year is awesome. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about your company. Like, what does your company do? Yeah, so Koi Energy, we're actually a broker in the solar space, much different than what people think of when they think of solar companies. So we're a big advocate for homeowners when they're looking into solar. When you're looking into solar nowadays, it takes so much research and vetting to actually figure out what's going to make the most sense to you as a homeowner and having that that system tailored to you. We take all that work off the homeowner's plate by actually being their advisor and going to the market for them, gathering the quotes from not just any installer in the area, but actually elite top-rated five-star installers to make sure they're getting the best access to the, the options that they can get in our state of Florida here and in our local region here in Tampa Bay to make sure they're getting the best quotes, best pricing, and best options to look into solar and where they're their guiding path to figure out what's going to make the most sense and what option to go with. So that's one way we differentiate ourselves as, as uh, an advisor for the homeowners on the broker side as opposed to the direct installer. And then at the same time, we have partnerships with exclusive partnerships with real estate agents, mortgage brokers, mortgage loan officers as well, because we're not a company that does any door knocking. We're not, we're not a company that does any online lead hunting. We actually found that the real estate professionals are who are working with the clients in the first place. They're the ones with the relationships. They're the ones that have cultivated that relationship for that homeowner to then go find their dream home, go lock in their, their price of where they live as opposed to renting, right, which is just skyrocketing here in Tampa Bay specifically. And we want them to be the one that actually brings the, the idea of solar to the homeowner and be that advocate to help them get connected to a company like Koi Energy to help them actually look at options in the right way. So we actually have partnerships there with real estate professionals all over Tampa Bay, Florida, and other states alike to actually help homeowners go solar in that sense. Okay. So like if I'm shopping for insurance and I go to a broker and they shop seven different carriers, you are offering something very different. You're offering some, well, something similar to that, but other solar agencies aren't doing that. They're just giving you their options. You're actually looking and saying, hey, here's all these things and we like all these companies, but for your fit, this company is probably the best. Correct. Yeah. Solar is not a one size fits all. It's not a 
there are certain intricacies that come with solar and, and, and factors to think about, such as energy efficiencies or inefficiencies in the home, such as the air conditioning unit or the roof, how, you know, the age of the roof. So there's other companies that maybe are better suited for a homeowner if they need other services outside of just solar. So that's why we partner with all these different companies that have more than just solar to offer. So that we're, we're helping not only the, the homeowner go solar and start to lock in their price of energy and save money with solar, but actually create efficiencies for their house for the long term. That's that's amazing. That's that's really cool to hear there. Hear that what we're doing here in the state. So let's go a little bit back into yourself. So when when you were a kid, was this what you said you wanted to do? Like like was this like oh I'm growing up and I'm coloring in kindergarten and I want to be a solar solar broker? Not even in the slightest. No, <laughs> <laughs> not even. Not, it wasn't even a thought. It wasn't, thought, it wasn't okay. even thought even. I mean, a few years ago, to be honest with you. Okay. I mean, even in high school, college, I, I debated so many different career paths for myself and, and jumped into the insurance world at the, after graduating at the University of Tampa. And it wasn't until a few years ago that I found out more about the potential that the industry of solar has. So it was never thought when I was growing up, and it wasn't even thought as of recently. But when I jumped into it, I mean, I saw so much growth potential and so much impact that solar can have that I fell in love with it from the start. And I have... I've you just created so much passion for it at this point. That that's incredible. That that's really cool. So I mean, I think you touched this. You, you I wanted to know how you got into solar, but it sounds like you you started. You went to college, and then you started in insurance, and that just apparently did not work for you. Didn't stick for you. wasn't your wasn't your goal there. Yeah, well, solar is not something you you learn in college. There's no classes on yeah. solar, <laughs> and there's no classes. Maybe there should be. There there honestly should be. At this point, the way the uh, the industry is going, there should be. But uh, yeah, I just realized that insurance was an industry that was great for others, not for me, and not something long term. And so I was looking for something different. And I had a friend who was working and started his own solar install company here in Tampa Bay. And even before I made the jump, I was learning more about it and how how much potential there is for just businesses in in the industry how much job opportunities are coming that way, and how much the U.S. is investing in solar and renewable energy, that it only looked like a positive to, to jump into something like this. So that's kind of what, what got me started and is just seeing how much potential there was and getting my start um, with a company. That's, that's awesome. So tell me, Jack, did you have like a role model or a mentor along the way? Uh, and, and if so, could you tell us about that experience? You've been a great mentor for my for, for me just within this industry and just in general from a career path standpoint. But uh, I mean, I have several that I that I do lean on and not necessarily in particular inside the solar industry. Okay. But there are a few just such as my parents and, and even Paul Coniglio, Scott Watts, to name a couple others as well, Marshall Garcia, Ken Reyes. These are people that I just go to for life advice in general, and they've guided my career path and, and decisions since the jump of going into solar and just really just betting on myself and then becoming a rep in the industry and learning more about it. A couple of people that I worked with in the industry are uh, in, in the company that I worked for, Affordable Solar Roof and Air, um, my friend Steven Slagle, uh, Alex Leviton, my sales manager, a couple of the reps like uh, Johan and, and John Holland are a couple of guys that I just leaned on and, and really open their, their arms to say, hey, listen, I want to teach you the ropes. I want to show you how, how much of an impact you can make and how you can actually, um, you know, get a good running start in this industry to help uh, get off the ground yourself and, and just help homeowners the right way. And so I credit all those people for, for getting me to, to this point. That's incredible. Sounds like it takes a village. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you certainly can't do it on your own. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely important to have people around that around you that, that believe in you and, and just help bring a different perspective. So I appreciate everybody that I just named that's, as, as that's well as great. more. 
Yeah, and I love to hear that, I mean, you were very clear. It's not people necessarily all in the solar industry, right? And we have that in the trades in general, that sometimes, even myself, I'll get advice or mentorship from people that don't understand construction at all, but they might understand business or life or psychology. And I always think getting those different viewpoints has been very, very helpful for me. So it's great to hear that you you were listening to advice from multiple different angles to kind of all absorb it and guide your career path. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So tell me, Jack, what... What drives you? Like, what's your favorite part of the day? Or what do you find, like, a huge success at the end of the day? Like, you, like, hey, I did it today. Honestly, the biggest thing is, is the impact that I can, I can make on a, on a homeowner or a family by making that decision to go solar. I mean, I'm not just in this industry to sell people solar panels to put up on the roof. I'm selling them major, major savings opportunities and adding, in a lot of cases, six figures uh, back to their net worth. That is the potential. That much. That much. Wow. It's It's no joke. Um, honestly, it's it's uh, it, the opportunity to go solar and to save, not just in the short term, upfront, because the whole idea is that you're locking your energy price in lower than what you're currently paying the utility company, which is charging you more and more every year. Mm-hmm. But the long-term savings are just exponential. The, the savings are there. And, and like I said, in multiple cases, you can see six figures of savings over the long term. And that's the impact that I'm making. I'm not sitting across from somebody's table saying, hey, let's get you solar. I'm saying, hey, let's save you money yeah. so that you can use that money that you would have spent towards the utility company and drive it somewhere else that's going to make you make your life better or maybe something that you need at this time to, to help improve your life and get you where you want to go in, in, in your in your endeavors. So it's, it's the biggest thing is the financial savings impact that I can help for a homeowner. So it's like, it's like a kitchen. It's like a bath. It's like flooring. You're, you're giving something back to the house. It's actually increasing the value of the house. Mm-hmm. That's reducing the cost and wear and tear. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. Yep. Very cool. When you're doing this, what keeps you going? I mean, solar, it's, it's probably a difficult industry. I know there's a lot of misconceptions about solar right now, probably because there are companies that aren't as reputable as yours out there that really are just trying to make a sale and not help somebody. So tell me you know, what keeps you going and pushing you. Yeah. For me, what keeps me going is the fact that this industry is run by a much younger generation. And I think for so long, solar has had just some bad connotations about it, a lot of horror stories and whatnot. And and that starts from younger guys coming to this, younger girls and girls and guys coming to this industry and getting a start, but not getting enough training and education on what they're selling, what they're, what they're showing a homeowner. And that's causing issues then down the road for that, that homeowner that went solar and maybe didn't get a a system size that they need or the correct options to look at. And that's what has spun around and and turned into, turned the industry into a bit of a negative where as for me being in the, in this space and especially being a business owner in this space, I'm trying to change that and I'm trying to bridge that gap between not only us in the solar industry, but the real estate professionals who are dealing with those. I mean, they're, they're dealing with selling a house with solar and in the past they've seen those issues pop up, but honestly it just comes down to helping the homeowner get off on the right foot at the beginning. Right. So trying to reverse the, the image about solar and the perspective about solar in the sense that this is a major opportunity for a homeowner to, to uh, save money, to lock in their price of energy lower than what they're, what they're paying now help the next homeowner even that that's going to move into the house. Cause not everybody lives in the house for 25, 30 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, something that I just truly feel passionate about in terms of changing the narrative around the solar industry into a positive light and proving to people that this is, this is inevitable. The solar industry is here to stay mm-hmm. and we need to understand it better, even if you're in it or not to, to figure out how you can work around it and how you can actually be a part of it. That's, that's incredible. It's interesting to hear the different 
viewpoints. And I never really thought that with such a new industry that the negative connotation came early on by the people not as educated as the next generation of sales professionals and installation professionals are out there. I like to equate the solar industry to original phones. So like the original cell phones used to be this big bag that you would tote around and a big antenna you put on and, and they sucked. (laughs) But some people adopted that early technology. And then based on that adoption, the next level of technology increased. We learned more, we got better. It was more efficient. And now we both have cell phones in our pockets instead of having to bring out this big bag that's got to be plugged into a car to stay charged. So that's pretty cool to see solar is one of those technologies that's gone that way. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about a time when someone told you that your help made a much bigger difference than you imagined? Yeah. So I think to, to one client in particular where this is when I was working for my past company, affordable solar finair as a rep. And I showed up at the house to figure out if, if solar was going to make sense for these this family and along the way of just analyzing their energy and what their real, what the real goal is with going solar, that the biggest benefit to them was going to be the backup battery system actually being more of a life and death scenario for them. So what I mean by that is the, the wife was living on a oxygen machine of some sort at nighttime that needed to be running obviously at all times. And so they were looking to go solar, but more importantly, they were looking to have a backup system, a backup battery system as a part of this where they're always, they don't have to stress about running out of power, the grid going down on them and, and that happening in the middle of the night and causing absolute mayhem, right? Mm-hmm. So this was an opportunity for them to save money, but also more importantly, have the ability to have power at all times, 24 seven, if the grid were to go down so that his, his wife can can have oxygen and, and be able to um, live off that sleep machine at night um, without having to worry about getting out of bed, maybe turning a generator on, all those issues, right? This is a flick of a switch to, to get that battery turned on, but they don't, which they don't even have to do. It's just automatic. Okay. Um, so that to them um, was the biggest purpose of going solar, and, and that really struck with me because I'm like, listen, I'm not just here to save these people on it. I'm actually here to potentially save a life and just make sure that they're, for, they're more comfortable in their house when they're sleeping, knowing that no issue with that that oxygen tank is, is going to cause a stir in the middle of the night, right? So that was that was something that's always stuck with me, and that's always something I've shared with people who um, are considering the battery option and how important it is to them and, and what it could potentially do um, in certain scenarios. So. so they weren't necessarily looking only for cost savings. They were looking for redundancy. Exactly. Protection. Yep. So, and redundancy isn't always cost-effective. Right. And so we were having a conversation a little bit about the show about this, that sometimes you said with your clients that ask for batteries, you'll actually recommend that they not get the batteries that that might not make sense for them. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of companies will just say, oh, yeah, we'll sell you a big expensive battery. Tell us a little bit how you approach it differently, because, I mean, you told me off air, but let's let's let our clients know or let our uh, listeners know. What are your thought processes on that where you're not just trying to make a sale? You, You told me I'm trying to get the right system. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to analyzing whether somebody really wants or needs a battery, I, I ask questions first. I don't, I don't just say, Hey, let's, let's sell you a battery. Let's, let's get you a battery. I ask them honestly, okay, you've lived in the house for how long? 10 years. Okay. And how often do you go out of power each year? A day? Okay. So that's maybe a day, a year, 10 times that you've gone out of power over the span that you've lived in this house. So what I equate that to and, and help them think about in a different sense is the cost of the battery compared to how often they would actually end up using it. The lifespan of batteries is more like 10 to 15 years, okay? So much less than the panels. The panels are going to last 25, 30, 35 years, okay, depending on which brand you go with. 
Battery lifespan is 10 to 15 years. It's improving, but the ones we have now are 10 to 15. And if you compare that and the pricing, which is around 15 to $20,000 for a battery, and not to run the whole house, but to run basic essentials like your lights, fans, fridge electronics, okay, just basics, that one battery compared to how often you're going to use it is what we're looking at. Okay. Okay. So this isn't just, hey, I want to have a battery backup system because that's what solar is. It's like, well, it's more of an added feature to solar and it's a big benefit uh, for sure. But how often you're actually going to use it? And let's figure out if this actually makes financial sense for you. So I break that down in the sense that, hey, this battery is going to cost $20,000. And if we trend the way you've been trending the last 10 years and you got to power one day a year, the next 10 years, the lifespan of the battery, that's like me showing up at your house and saying, hey, Tommy, you're going to be out of power in the next 10 days, Mm -hmm. but you have to pay me $2,000 a day to have your fridge and a couple lights running. Mm-hmm. Would you want that? Is that, a, is that a fair financial investment to you? Absolutely not. No, it's not. Yeah. So I help people think about it a little bit differently and really think about it in the sense that am I really going to you know, want to have the impact that this battery is going to have for me and is it worth the investment up front? Okay. So that's something I help, I help people realize. And, and nine times out of 10, they're like, you know what? That makes sense. I don't think yeah, I really need yeah, the battery. I don't, I don't really need and but I don't then just, that one out of 10, they, they're like, yep, I still right. want it. Here's my and that's card. completely fine. <laughs> that's completely fine. I'm like, hey, if that's what you want, yeah. let's, but let's you inform anyway. them. Correct. You gave them I all the them. options. You educated them. I like how you said that. You educated them all their options. You didn't try to push one particular option. Right. And that's the difference between myself and a lot of other of my competitors is I'm there to genuinely make sure that this homeowner is getting set up with the correct system that's tailored to them. I'm not there to thinking about a commission like a lot of these other companies are and these reps that are sitting in the house because this is a commission-driven industry. Mm-hmm. For us, it's different. I'm there to genuinely make sure that this homeowner gets set up with the the right system size, the right products, and the right installer, more importantly, to make sure that they're they're on the right track in the future, having the system in place and having the right maintenance and services in place. So I'm there to educate and make make sure that they're informed to a certain extent where they can understand what they're what they're getting into and what's what what's going to be part of their house and all that. So that's my biggest goal. And the other thing is too is I'm not just telling them not to get a battery. Mm-hmm. I'm also looking at alternatives. I'm like, hey, well, let's 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 figure this out. And maybe maybe a generator might be a better option. Okay. Or maybe we can consider a battery in a year or two, depending on what they're what the market's looking like at that point. Or maybe, and we can talk about this later in the show. But there's there's the potential for well, this is actually coming to the market next year, which is a re- a reverse charger for EV batteries. Okay. So this is something you can install in your house where if you have an electric vehicle, which has a battery, you can actually plug it in like you're plugging your phone into the wall uh-huh. and charge some of your appliances into your house. Really? So in the event of like an emergency or, or lack of power in your house or something. Same thing as a battery backup would do. Got so it. if you have an electric vehicle or maybe plan on getting an electric vehicle, mm-hmm. and this, these are questions I ask up front because I want to know this so that I can guide them in the right way, is why consider a backup battery when you have an electric vehicle and you can get just a, an extra um, reverse charger on the wall that's way less expensive and can do the same job. Got it. So I'm there to make sure that they're they're getting set up the right way to, based on their situation so that they're set up for the future. That's great. Okay, Jack, I've worked with your company in the past and not for solar directly. I, I didn't use the solar. You, you provided the solar. But we've worked on projects together where – we have installed windows, insulations, air conditioners, or roofs that were actually able to reduce the need for panels. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because a lot of people, I think, don't understand that if you tackle a project like you come to me for impact windows, that, that that changes the efficiency model of the house, doesn't it? You don't use as much electricity. If you don't use as much electricity, you don't need as many panels. Is that kind of how that works? Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people think that solar and the number of panels you need is based on the size of your house. Uh-huh. 
It's not at all, actually. It's certainly a factor, but it's more so based on the energy usage that is is being consumed in that house, depending on who's who's living there, what you're running, how efficient or old that house is. And so that's what we look at at the beginning, the very beginning when we're looking into solar is, what is your energy history like? How much energy do you use on every single month over the last 12 months? That data is what we'll then compile and pull together and figure out, okay, this based on this number, they use 16,000 kilowatt hours in a year, we need enough panels this number of panels to produce at least 16,000 kilowatt hours to offset what they're currently using. And that's going to, that's going to change depending on the, the direction of their roof, how steep their roof pitch is. If it's in terms of direction, south, east, west, I mean, north facing is not efficient at all, depending on what kind of house you have. So there's a lot of factors that play into it. And at the same time, we're asking questions around how old is your air conditioning unit? Is it a year old or is it 20 years old? Okay. If it's 20 years old, there's a good chance you're upgrading that soon or you need to do it ASAP. And mm-hmm. we need to look at, at getting your house more energy efficient and and drop that usage down. So from a windows perspective, if you have single pane windows, which a lot of these older Tampa Bay, beautiful Tampa Bay homes have, the unfortunate thing is they have the single pane windows. 1970 which, specials. Oh, they're just <laughs> leaking air. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's like you're, it's like you're sitting out on your, on your front pavement. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like yeah. that single pane window isn't doing anything for you. So by upgrading, to hurricane-proof, energy-efficient, low-E windows, you're able to reduce your overall energy usage by, in in most cases, like 30%. Okay. Meaning, if we were to look at your house and just have, just factor in the single-pane windows and not change a thing, we would need X amount of panels, right? But let's say we're looking at upgrading. Say we need 10 panels. Right, say we need 10 panels. If you don't upgrade anything, right now, Mm -hmm. you need 10 panels. If you have 10 panels, if you reduce your energy consumption or or increase your efficiency, then you need less panels then, if that's what you're saying. Correct, yeah, and and when, when we think about windows and what that impact can have, I mean, overall, you can drop your energy usage typically by about 30% on your overall energy usage, right? So when we look at the size of the system for solar, if we're planning on upgrading the windows, we no longer need 10 panels. Uh We need seven panels. Wow. So you you save money on three panels. Exactly. So now you're reducing your cost even for solar because now the house has become much more energy efficient Mm -hmm. and you don't need that many panels. Now you're overproducing. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Right. We're there to accurately size the system and tailor it to what you're currently using, plan to use in the future. And by building energy efficiency around the house, windows being a big impact there, Mm -hmm. no pun intended, (laughs) that allows you to then reduce the number of panels you need, which is going to help you save even more money in the long run. That that's awesome. So you're increasing the value of your house, or you're or you're increasing the safety of your house, but you're increasing the efficiency of your house too. So it's not like you're just adding on windows as an additional cost. You're actually saving on solar and putting that and allocating it towards windows. So you're starting to reduce the cost for your renovation, anyways. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Now I know that there are some advantages, federal tax advantages, to installing a solar system. I was wondering if you could tell us about that, and can you also tell us? If we want to add on a new air conditioner, new insulation, new windows, do any of those potentially apply as well? Yeah. So in terms of the solar industry, this has been a change in the last year or so. Well, since last summer, the Inflation Reduction Act, which was passed, boosted the tax credit, the federal tax credit for solar to 30%. Okay. Meaning, and they extended over 10 years. So meaning, if you're somebody who goes solar and you qualify for this tax credit, meaning you earn income, you pay income tax liabilities, so you qualify for, for tax credits, you actually can receive 30% of the cost of your solar panel system mm-hmm. back in tax credits. Okay. Now, it's different depending on how you file, but 
That means the government's literally paying you 30% of the cost back in tax credits to go solar. So you're saving day one, mm -hmm. you're locking in your energy price, and the government's paying you thousands of dollars to do it. So if, you're, if your system costs $10,000, I'm saying teeny, teeny system, it costs $10,000, they're giving you a 30% tax credit, so you're basically getting a check back for $3,000. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's a, it's, it's a major benefit, especially for those high-income earners who, who have that major tax liability. Mm -hmm. It's great to, to lower your energy bill and save money and, and all that on a monthly basis, but imagine getting twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 from the government mm -hmm. when you file your taxes because you went solar. Right. And that's so, an actual like check. Yeah. When you're W-2 and you yeah. file W-2, it's a check because when you are paying your taxes out of each paycheck throughout the year, that check is to reimburse you on the income taxes you already okay. paid. Okay. Got it. Right. So as a 1099 contractor, a little bit different. You're not prepaying your taxes. You're actually yeah. paying a liability at the end of the year. So instead yeah. of paying whatever liability you have, let's just say it's $10,000. Yeah is the tax liability that you have to pay yeah. at the end of the year and your tax credit is $3,000, you're going to get, instead of paying $10,000, you're now only paying $7,000. Got it. So it's, it's a major cost savings. Yeah. And to your other question where how it impacts in other, other areas, which we look into, which is the roof or an air conditioning system, insulation, windows potentially, there's other upgrades that can, can occur and we can bundle into this project with solar where now you're getting it all done at the same time and that 30% tax credit is now going to apply to that, that part of the project as well. Be because it's, re it's a part of the solar system in that it's reducing the number of panels you need. And so you're getting a tax credit for that as well. Exactly. So yep. you've already, if you upgrade your windows, your impact windows, you've already uh, increased your energy efficiency, which reduces the number of panels. Mm -hmm. So you've already saved maybe 30% on the cost of panels there. Then you're getting another 30% for a tax rebate or tax credit from the government on your yep. solar panels and your windows. Correct. In, and you loop that whole package together. So they still have that one price point to take care of. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's multiple, multiple facets of saving and getting the government to basically participate in this program where you're getting 30% of the overall cost yeah. paid back to you in tax credits because it's all part of this solar project. Uh, yeah. that you're doing. So it's it's a major advantage. And a lot of companies out there are doing this where they're, they're, a, solar, they're a solar install company, but they also offer, offer HVAC services. Mm -hmm. They also offer roofing services. Mm -hmm. They also offer windows, right? So these are things that we talk about, I talk about as an advisor for homeowners at the beginning of this process is not, again, not just solar, but let's look at the energy, other efficiencies or inefficiencies in your house that we can upgrade mm -hmm. to save you more, Create the make the house more energy efficient, increase the value, and then also gain more in tax credits from the government. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's really cool that those programs out there. And they're not well advertised, are they? Or they're maybe a little bit, but people don't understand them. Yeah, it's not very common um, to be advertised out there, and it's it's just something that people don't understand um, too well because they when they're looking into solar, they're only thinking about solar. So the big benefit here, obviously, if you're looking into solar, is you got to consider, and and we're there to help you consider this is. Other upgrades to the home, such as the air conditioning unit or the insulation or the roof, but a big play here in Florida being in, in hurricane territory is impact-resistant windows being added to the home, which a lot of people are either looking into right now or you actually do need to look into if you're maybe renovating your home or, or building new construction across the coastline where it's actually you, you legally have to. And so having impact-resistant windows bundled in this project where you're now lowering your cost of energy and fixing it in place you're on a second side. Now you, know, you have impact-resistant windows, so you're protecting yourself from, from all these hurricanes that are getting stronger and more frequent each year yeah. in Florida. 
And you're getting the government to pay for 30% of the overall cost of the solar and windows in tax credits is a huge advantage. So, I mean, not many people know about this, but now they do. So this is, this is a major thing to consider when you're looking into things like this. That's incredible. That's, that's great. I, I never really heard of a solar company out there that is educating their clients on other opportunities they have if they go ahead and just say, hey, bite the bullet, do your house at once, and now you don't have to worry about this anymore. Exactly. Because we're not, again, we're, we're there to be an advisor, to be a well-rounded energy efficiency specialist. If solar doesn't make sense, we're going to let them know that. And if there are other things that they can do to lower their energy bills, such as insulation or the air conditioning system, the hot water heater, things like that, we're going to help guide them in that direction. So Jack, what education have you received or maybe just a lesson that you've learned that you'd say has helped you the most in your profession? Yeah, so something for me that I've continued to get better at and, and have learned learned early on, but just really am now applying it more and more every day is critical decision making. So for me, starting in the insurance world, it's it's a it's a very complex industry and some of these decisions do take a while to come into fruition. And then jumping into solar where things are quick turnarounds, there's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts, making decisions very quickly whether that's for the benefit of a, of a customer that's, that's dealing with an issue or a back office issue that I need to handle or just something to, to, to make sure I'm growing my business faster than I, I want to to outpace my competition, critical decision thinking is something that I've always kept top of mind every single day when I'm working at my tasks. So for me, I'm always considering the fact that if I, if I give myself a mentally a, a two-week deadline to get this done, it's going to take me two weeks. I give myself a two-day deadline, deadline to get it done, I'm going to get it in two days. That's so I, I, I try to consider everything that I, I make decisions on in that world of how quickly can I get this done, prioritize in the right way, and make sure that everything I'm doing is growing my business to the point that it's, it's outpacing my competition. And I'm constantly thinking of innovative ways to, to build that business in a way that's going to set me up, up for success in the future. What do you think your customers and clients want the most when it comes to solar or energy efficiency in their home? I think it's two things. I think it's control and I think it's safety. I think control from a solar standpoint, the whole, the whole idea that we're selling is, listen, the utility company that you are currently renting your energy from, which is what you're doing, you're renting your energy from the utility company at a premium, is charging you whatever they want. They're increasing rates once, twice, sometimes three times a year, especially here in Florida. And we're also in a monopolized system. If you didn't know this, I mean, when you moved in your home in Florida, you didn't get a choice on what utility company you could go with. You don't get to shop. You don't get to shop. This is your provider. Exactly. And what happens if they they double your their, your price of energy next month? Mm-hmm. You're going to not pay it? Your house gonna be is going to be in the dark for you know, yeah. a whole month. So you were, were selling them on the idea and, and uh, getting them to think about the fact that, like, you're renting your energy from the utility company. You're completely, you have no control over, over what those costs are going to be. Take that control in your own hands by going solar and owning your power. You own your home, own your power too, right? right? That's the whole idea that we're trying to get homeowners to think about is taking control of their energy by having solar solar as a part of their house now uh, and being able to lower their energy costs and lock it into place in the future. I mean, it's the, the concept that I always related to is the price of gas. I mean, 25 years ago, what do you, what do you think the price of gas was? At that point, 25 years ago. Okay. That would have been probably when I was starting driving. It'd be about 99 cents. Yeah. I actually looked up this morning. It was 83 cents. <laughs> oh, okay. 83 cents. So we have pretty much quadrupled the price of yeah. gas in 25 years. Yeah. What do you think electricity prices are going to be in 25 years? Wow. It's not going to be the same as today. It's not going to be the same as today. I can tell yeah. you that because we've actually, so for, just to give you an example, Tico, Tampa Electric, 
they have gone up 62% just in the last four years. Okay. So overall, just across the U.S., electricity prices go up every single year and significantly outpace inflation. So if you don't think that you're going to be, if you think you're going to be paying the same bill that you're paying today in 10, 15, 20 years, you're just, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So we're helping homeowners take advantage of the opportunity that would have been locking your price of gas 25 years ago, which I think everybody would have been ecstatic about Mm -hmm. to now taking that to today. Let's lock in your prices of energy lower than what you're currently paying and beat inflation for the long term. So from a control standpoint on the solar side, that's, that's the biggest thing that homeowners are looking for is control over the cost of their energy. Mm-hmm. On the safety side, and this is more relating to the, the impact uh, windows that, that we're offering and thinking about for homeowners as well, is the fact that we are in Florida, we're in hurricane territory. So this is the ability to upgrade your home, create safety in your house, and actually feel a little bit more comfortable. You're not going to feel completely comfortable when a hurricane's coming, but to feel more comfortable knowing that you have a house that's built to, to weather a storm um, when you have impact-resistant windows. And so that's what we're also presenting to homeowners is the ability to do that. Wow, that's awesome. And that's that's getting you ready to live here. You, you, you want to be here. You want to live here. You want to live comfortably, control your energy prices, protect your value of your home. I had uh, Paula, the insurance lady, on on one of the episodes, and, and she even indicated that some of these enhancements can decrease your insurance policy as well. Again. Uh, insur- so that's that's great. It sounds like if you come at it at a strategic perspective that you can enhance your home and reduce your costs all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And protect your family and I protect mean, your family. I mean, that's, that's, that's the most important thing. I mean, it's, it's unfortunately not until after a storm comes through that people really consider impact resistant windows. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing is a lot of the calls we get are from families who have windows that are now absolutely ruined and they need windows as soon as possible. And they're like, we want the, the impact resistant windows. We don't want to go through this whole process again. Yeah. Or they realize how strong a hurricane can actually be. And they're like, my house is not ready for this. Yeah. And if this is going to continue to happen every single year, which it does, I need to make a change. And yeah. so that's that's what homeowners are, are considering. And it's 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 really important to, to think about, especially if you're living here in Florida. And I've had multiple restoration projects where a house was destroyed except for impact windows or, or it the impact windows in one video actually held the water back out of the house so that it wasn't as damaged. And I've had, unfortunately, the opposite of those where the storm was allowed to get inside the house because it was so easy to fracture those 1970s types windows. So I, I totally, I've seen that in person. What tips can you share about networking, marketing, and maybe generally just growing your business? And maybe it's just not solar networking, but you know we're, we're geared towards the construction industry here. So even in the trades, we're both in the trades. But in general, what could, what could you share about networking? I mean, networking is something that everybody should be doing, especially well, even if you're in college or just, just fresh out of college, you should be absolutely going to networking events to, to shake hands, get to know people, put yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. And I think from a networking standpoint, the first thing is if you're looking into networking, there's a, there's a million different networking groups in Tampa Bay specifically, and you and I know this, that you can go and get involved in, but consider a nonprofit. Consider getting involved with a charity that, that you actually have a passion about, um, that you can help support whatever whatever that purpose is, whatever they're going towards, and, and drive that in the community and actually build awareness around it and realize how many people you end up meeting and getting to know and friends you can make along the way by being involved in a charity like that. On the flip side, I think from a networking standpoint, the most important thing is the mindset that you have going to a networking, networking event. If you're going into a networking event thinking, how can I get business from these people? You're going into it all wrong. I agree the with whole that 100%. point. The whole point is to be going in. How can I help these people? 
yeah. because the recipro- the the reciprocity from from actually helping somebody grow their business, make a connection that they wouldn't have made without knowing you is vastly important. And I think if you do those things, if you actually make an impact on somebody's life or somebody's business by coming in with an authentic mindset of how can I help this person, it's going to come back around and it's actually going to benefit you even more in the long run. And that's what I've realized over the last few years of, of constantly networking and, and going to events, even if I just didn't have the time or didn't have the, the bandwidth. And I was like, I don't really know if I need to go to this or want to go to this. Just do it. I mean, it's, it's honestly worth it at the end of the day. You never know who you're going to meet, whose hand you're going to shake. And it's, it's, it's just mostly important to, to be authentic and, and to feel, how can I help this person? Yeah, uh, because it's going to come back around. That's great. That's actually how we met is at a networking organization almost a year ago. Yep. So that's, we would not have probably ran in the same circles or talked to each other at that point and developed a professional relationship or friendship over this entire year had we not seen each other in, in one room and, and just went up and shook each other's hands and said, hey, hey how's it going? What are you doing? Absolutely. So that, that's, yeah, it's, it, it's a big, big impact on your business when you actually get out there and put yourself out of your comfort zone. So Jack, Stud Finders is a cool little segment that I do here. Obviously, I'm a stud in the room, but... If no one's debating that. You are, no, but nobody's <laughs> debating that. That's great. See? I like him. Book him again, okay? He's awesome. Can you give me the name of a person or a company that maybe you see is really being right on top of their game right now? Yeah, I'll, I'll give a shout out to one of our install partners. They're, they operate in Florida, Texas, Arizona, California. They're called Better Earth. Okay. So again, they're one of our install partners that we've gone to and that we offer services for for homeowners. And I've just really seen them offer a, a, just a, a different level of services compared to other install companies. A couple of things that they do that are slightly different is they actually have an install guarantee mm-hmm. in place. So a lot of, again, the horror stories that we hear about in solar is, oh, I signed up, but then it wasn't until six months later that I finally got my panels on my roof. Well, this company actually has a 60-day install guarantee. And if you don't get your, your panels installed, they actually end up paying for your uh, cost to your utility company up to a certain amount to make up for it. So they, they put their money where their mouth is on that. And at the same time, another major, major benefit that they have and differentiator is their Pearl certification. So if you're not aware of it, Pearl is a company that actually vets all sorts of companies in different industries, such as HVAC services, contractors, window companies, roofers, solar companies. And they go off of four tiers when they're evaluating and vetting these companies, which is workmanship quality, customer service, installation services, and financial stability. And you have to be elite in all four of those categories to even be considered Pearl certified. So Better Earth is one of those companies that has met the metrics on that. They offer those those elite services, and there's a reason why we've partnered with them to make sure homeowners can get elite quality services. And so they're a company that's just offering a whole different level of value, and they're really focused in on how they can, at the same time, grow the positive light on the solar industry. They're constantly doing things that are different. They're constantly doing things that are improving the the, the viewpoint on solar and how we can actually just improve and grow the industry and, and create a bigger impact. It's not just about selling a home on our solar. Mm-hmm. It's about creating a, a an environment that's that's living off sustainable energy and bringing that to to as many homeowners as we can get access to to gear towards the future that we're going towards. That's cool to hear. There's some really forward-thinking people out there. Which brings me to my next question about forward thinking. What kind of forward thinking innovations are you seeing right now out there? 
Yeah, there's a couple. One I mentioned earlier, which is the reverse EV charger, which is the ability to actually plug in your electric vehicle if you have one into your house, almost like a phone, uh, phone charger. So and yeah, it's a, it's a really big phone charger. It's, it's a really big <laughs> battery phone pack. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's amazing what it can do. It's 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 the ability to actually use that EV as the battery system to to run energy to appliances if the grid is down. Okay. So that's that's a major innovation that's coming in, in late 2024, so in, in a little over a year's time. And that's that's something that I think a lot of homeowners are going to consider when they're going solar or if they, they've already gone solar, this is something they can add to their home. So that's a big innovation there. A second big innovation is the space-based solar that is coming around. It's it's not, not, not nothing immediate. But that is probably where this industry is is heading is the actual ability to draw energy from these space-based solar systems that are going to be built to basically help power things such as commercial projects or, or cities or even towns. Like it's, it's amazing that's, what that, things that's are That's remote towards. broadcast power. I yep. saw, I think, a demonstration in an MIT lab where they powered a light bulb on stage from a transmitter back in the back of the auditorium. So you're talking about a very long distance, and it was low voltage. It was just very little, but th- it, it's like a derivation of wireless charging, which we're starting to see come out. Certain furniture even has wireless charging where you put your phone down on your nightstand, yeah. and it charges it. So now that remote power, they're talking about deploying to theme parks and to other places. So imagine you're walking around Disney, and you're using your little app to find your next ride, but your phone's charging constantly because of the pinging points. So they're actually looking at something similar to that in long term, but to, to put those panels in space and just broadcast it down? Yeah, this is this is large-scale investments. These are, wow. these are, this is like to power major, major um, industrial plants and yeah. uh, buildings and whatnot. So this is not just to charge your phone. This is to to create some sort of way where sustainable energy is taking over fossil fuels, which yeah. which is going to happen. I mean, there's there's a stat out there that 56% of global energy production by 2050 is going to be solar power. Okay. So things are heading that direction. It's it's inevitable at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's constantly things that are that are coming up in the industry and people that have are creating different innovations every day to to make sure that we're getting towards that that goal. Fossil fuels aren't going away tomorrow. No. They probably aren't going away in my lifetime or your lifetime. But we are seeing changes in the way we produce power. So this is a little part of my podcast called The Construction Site, S-I-G-H-T. I can see you. I want to see, what do you th- where do you think the solar industry is going right now, like maybe in the next one, five, and ten years? I think the biggest focus right now is on the battery backup systems okay. and uh, the ability to have power in a grid outage. So solar panels have been around for, for decades. They've, they've, they've definitely innovated over time to a point where they're at a great spot right now from a production and, and uh, cost standpoint. But the biggest focus in the industry now is the backup batteries and being able to produce more output power with a smaller battery to have opportunities like a, a reverse EV charger to to run to your house as opposed to having that battery backup system maybe. So the next year, five, 10 years, it's it's I think a lot of the, the big upgrades are going to be around the backup systems to help uh, homeowners and, and houses have certain appliances running, if not the, whole, the entire house running off of renewable energy to a point where you don't need to worry about the cost of it being just astronomical mm-hmm. with the battery backup systems. So there's there's major upgrades happening and and the systems are getting stronger every day and, and they're creating different ways to, again, create more output power with the same battery, if not a smaller battery, mm-hmm. to a point where it's, it's not going to become, become more, more affordable. I love that. Seeing the size of the batteries decrease, but the output increase. Mm-hmm. 
That's incredible. So, Jack, you made it through the hard part of the show. Not that not that it was very hard at all, because you, you're a great conversationalist. But this is the funny part of the show. We call this ratcheted up. We like it to have a little bit more fun, a little bit more humor. So, Jack, can you tell me, what is the craziest mistake you've heard of in the industry? I did hear about this story about uh, a commercial project up in the Northeast where they put about 800 panels on the, on the rooftop of a commercial warehouse. And... They did not consider the fact that when they originally built the building, they didn't think that they'd be adding more weight to the roof oh. when they installed panels. <laughs> and so what happened was the entire roof caved in, and all 800 of those panels ended up on the floor in uh-uh. the warehouse. Wow. And so I don't know if those engineers still have jobs, but that is something that they did not count when they were looking to install the system was the weight of the panels on top of a commercial roof. So... That's that's something wow. I've heard that happened, and, and I don't think there's going to be a mistake like that again. Hopefully not. That's least. that's the ultimate you break it, you bought it policy yeah. right there. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they just doubled the cost of their solar, unfortunately. Yeah. Imagine making that phone call to business. Hey, <laughs> we just installed the inner panels. Well, we got to do it again. We got to do it again. We doubled, we doubled our commissions this month. Yeah. Jack, can you tell me a, a funny construction story or maybe a construction joke? I can try. Okay, go for it. <laughs> All right, so I ended up getting a job opportunity over in Egypt for a construction site this morning. Okay. Turned out to be a pyramid scheme. (laughs) I love that. That's great. (laughs) Well, Jack, thanks for a job well done. Thank you so much for joining us on Tommy's Toolbox, the podcast. If you have any questions about my company, Tomco Solutions, construction industry or real estate investing, please be in touch. My contact information is in the episode description, and I'll put Jack's there as well. We'd both love to hear from you. Until next time, thank you again. I look forward to seeing you at the construction site for the next episode of Tommy's Toolbox, the podcast. Have a great day, everyone.